It's Mulcair Monday, which means we are joined by Thomas Mulcair, former leader of the opposition. Uh, Thomas, I was just being questioned by somebody. I said Her Majesty's loyal opposition, which is what it was when you were there, but now exactly. it's His yeah. Majesty's loyal opposition. <laughs> that is Mr. Poitier's job now. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so um, one thing I wanted to ask you about, actually, is um, I think that seven cabinet ministers are going to be testifying this week to the inquiry into the Declaration yep. of the Emergencies Act, and then it all winds up. You couldn't plan it better. On Friday, it's going to be Justin Trudeau. <laughs> it's the arc of a really good movie, isn't it, John? Yeah. But, you know, people who like to follow politics, I would dare say, they're, of course, going to be watching Justin Trudeau testify. But I would say also that people who know politics will be watching somebody else. It's the incredible Katie Telford. In sports, you'd call her a franchise player. Look, her testimony in the We Charity scandal basically kneecapped the conservatives. They had a really good bone to chew on. It was over once she had testified. So she's going to have the job of trying to put the toothpaste back in the tube on this issue as to whether or not there was a national security emergency. Because you know that CSIS is saying, no, no, we had looked at it under our statute and we told them that there wasn't that type of emergency. The answer back has been, well, it's two different statutes. We have a different set of things that we have to look at to decide whether or not we bring in the Emergencies Act. I would dare say that she's going to be the one to fix this for Trudeau because it is a bit of a Nelson problem for him. His testimony will have been well prepared. He's great at delivering lines that have been written for him. Mm -hmm. She is an unbelievable operator for anybody. She's the chief of staff, of course, for Trudeau since he got elected. He's now in his eighth year, I'm told, uh, on background, that she's probably heading on to an ambassador job once this is all over. Uh, so keep your eyes on that as well. Have you ever had to testify in front of a parliamentary commission? I did. There was this big kerfuffle between us and the Conservatives at the time. We had been giving our, a pretty good accounting of ourselves against Stephen Harper. So they invented a, a fake problem around so-called satellite offices. And I didn't have to go, but I did intentionally accept to go in and, and deal with them on, on that issue. Meanwhile, um, you would think she would have learned from an American politician who landed in the same yeah. problem, but Alberta's Premier Daniel Smith, who is incredibly unpopular, uh, yeah. made claims recently to having Indigenous heritage, but apparently there's absolutely zero evidence. Yeah, APTN, uh, which is, of course, the, the, the tremendous network that we've got here in Canada to deal with First Nations, Inuit, and Métis issues, they've really done a deep dive, and they have found zero evidence of any heritage. She claims a Cherokee heritage from the U.S., and, of course, the border was more or less fluid at that point, and there was a, a really horrible episode involving the Cherokee. And it's very, it's very sensitive and it's very difficult because she's, convinced that it's true. She said it's based on family oral history, and she keeps reaffirming it. The First Nations leaders in Alberta are saying, well, you know, somebody who has First Nations heritage wouldn't be doing what you're doing to us and trying to pull us away from the ability to have the federal government protect us, because that would be the gist of her sovereignty act. So it, it's it's delicate, because you don't want to write out accuse somebody of making up making it up because sometimes the paperwork is just not there but it is very sensitive and i think she's going to have to come up with a better explanation than the one she's been giving so far uh meanwhile tell me about bill c13 because in ontario it's about the business of, of dealing in cannabis but uh, federally it's about the official languages act <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, I, I can just see people just hitting the off button on their radio as I'm about to talk about <laughs> official languages. But it is an important bill. So it's something that Melanie Jolie had 
put together prior to the last election, just over a year ago, and it was quite good uh, what she had done. Now it's in the hands of uh, Madame Jeanette Petitpas-Taylor, who's an Acadian. She's got the file of official languages, and she's having a heck of a hard time. So right now there's a big filibuster going on by the Bloc Québécois and the Conservatives to, to stop this thing from going through. The Liberals desperately need a dance partner, and poor old Jagmeet Singh, who's already signed away you know, his ability to oppose the Liberals on anything economic, is basically being asked, well, can you help us bring in closure now? When you're an opposition party, that's delicate. But what the problem is for this bill is a lot to do with the English-speaking community of Quebec that's going to be hung out to dry again, about a million English-speaking Quebecers. For example, they could really see their right to control and manage their school boards compromised. That's something that Legault wants to do away with. So there are these deep issues involving equality of English and French before the courts. Legault had, claims to have gotten rid of that by unilaterally amending the BNA Act, and Trudeau said that he can do it. And his, his Justice Minister, David Lametti, won't do a thing to, to stop it. So on on the equality of the official language minorities, English in Quebec, French in every other province. It's a very nettlesome problem. Trudeau has not paid any attention to the details of this thing, but he knows that several big companies that are federally regulated are putting up their hands and saying, you be careful what you do, because Legault claims that we are now subject to his infamous Bill 96, which would allow him to go in and seize computers in in every one of those companies. And Trudeau's, again, not paying much attention to the details. He's going to have to start concentrating on Bill C-13, or he's going to have a mess on his hands. Okay. And let's talk about Elizabeth May. She Everything old is new again. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> Am I you know, being overly a... dismissive in really not caring who the head of a party that doesn't matter is? Well, it, the problem is the subject matter that that party is supposed to represent really does matter. We've just gone through a big summit on climate again, and people are starting to realize that the whole market for carbon offsets is malarkey, and we're not actually doing anything to decrease greenhouse gas emissions, and global warming continues apace. So you should have a, a vibrant force in Parliament. Instead, we've had this absolute collapse of the Green Party. Elizabeth May has decided that she's the savior of the party that she had to walk away from because she wasn't able to do anything with it before. It's all become an internal squabble after internal squabble. I wish them well because it is a big subject, but I don't think anything's going to come of this. Yeah, all right. And were you uh, taking in the Grey Cup at all yesterday? Yes, and I have to say that there was some solace in the fact that those darn Argos had just beaten up Montreal the week before. So congrats to everybody in Toronto. What a nail-biter. What a beautiful victory. All right, good to know. Thank you, sir. Good to have you. Take, take good care.